to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. And during this series, Pastor DeMichael is teaching a lesson entitled Mormon Doctrines in Light of the Bible. Come find out what the Bible has to say on this issue. And please be sure to stay tuned after the broadcast as we will have a special offer for a free book on this very subject. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Let's take a look at Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. Both in the Old and the New Testaments, the Bible is clear on the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Uh, God could be no more emphatic than that. The Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. John 1, 1 says the word was God. Let's go to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. And again, we're looking at a sampling. For most, this is review. But it's worth taking a look. Once again, John chapter 8. John chapter 8. The Sanhedrin is trying to buttonhole the Lord Jesus Christ. And Christ replying to one of their questions, in verse 58, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, it's old English for truly, truly, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, what? I am. Now, he's not just claiming preexistence. He is using the same phrase, the same expression that God used with Moses on the mount in Exodus chapter 3. I am. Take your shoes off, Moses. You're on holy ground. And uh, there isn't any question that the Jews understood what he was saying. Look at verse 59. Look at verse 59. Then took they up stones to cast at him. Why did they take up stones? Because they understood clearly he claimed to be God. They did not accept that, so they accused him of blasphemy. Christ without question, claimed to be God manifest in the flesh. Look at John 10. Look at John 10. John 10, look at verse 30. John 10, verse 30. I and my Father are what? One. I and my Father are one. Someone said, well, that's one in purpose. Then Christ would have said one in purpose. I and my Father are one. He's talking about one in essence. One in essence. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 3. 1 Timothy chapter 3. The person of the Christ, of the Jesus, in the Scriptures. 1 Timothy 3, verse 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness... God was manifest or made known in the flesh. 
justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. God was manifest in the flesh. Incidentally, the new Bibles changed the word God to he who. He who. Obliterating that reference, that direct reference to the deity of Jesus Christ. You say, what does it mean when mine says he who? It means it's time to get a King James Bible. That's what it means. I can give you the meaning of that right off the bat. All right, look at Hebrews chapter 1. And again, this is a sampling. We could go on and on and on, but this is strictly a sampling. I want to give you this because uh, as we look at the official teachings of the Mormon church concerning the person of Christ, it is going to get bizarre. Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 8. Now, this is God the Father speaking in verse 8. This is, this is the statement of God the Father concerning the person of Christ. But unto the Son, he saith, thy throne, O... What's the next word? God. God the Father addressing the Son as God. See, folks say, well, what's your opinion? Well, let's look at the Father's opinion of it. He calls God the Son, God. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. And again, this is a sampling. Oh, incidentally, the new Bibles changed that one too. Surprise, surprise. And uh, yet the claim is made over and over again, no major doctrines are affected. Well, if the person of Christ isn't a major doctrine, then what is a major doctrine? So Christ is obviously God in the flesh, according to the Scriptures. Now let's take a look at the Mormon description of the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, we're going to quote Mormon sources. And this first one depicts him as the spirit brother of Lucifer. You say, I find that highly offensive and greatly blasphemous. Believe me, it gets worse. I'm sorry to say it gets worse. And uh, this is from Milton R. Hunter of the First Council of the Seventy. And the work is the gospel through the ages off of page 15. I'm going to give you this. It gets a little bit wordy, but I want to read it for you in its entirety so you get the idea. At the great council in heaven, God stood in the midst of his spirit children and appointed the noble and great ones to future positions of leadership after they should become mortals. In that assembled throng, there was one like unto God. This glorious personage volunteered to be the Savior of the world, humbly declaring, Father, thy will be done, and the glory be thine forever. Thereupon the Father accepted his offer and foreordained him to this great mission. This individual, while acting as the mediator, was none other than Jehovah of the Old Testament, and when he lived in mortality, he was Jesus Christ of the New Testament. Michael the archangel, commonly known to us as Adam, was appointed to be the first mortal man. And Eve, a spirit of comparable brilliance and faithfulness, was assigned to be his helpmate, the mother of all mortals. Abraham, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Joseph Smith, and others of the holy prophets were foreordained to positions of leadership and their respective dispensations. And Mary was chosen to be the mother of the Son of God. These brilliant children of divine parents were chosen at this council in heaven 
for important work in the plan of salvation because of their individual superiority and their righteousness. They were foreordained but not predestined to their respective positions of leadership in mortality. The appointment of Jesus to be Savior of the world was contested by one of the other sons of God. He was called Lucifer, son of the morning. Haughty, ambitious, and covetous of power and glory, this spirit brother of Jesus desperately tried to become the Savior of mankind. At the, council, at the great council, he proposed a new plan of salvation, one which was not based on eternal truth. All right, now, you get the connection here. He is the supposed spirit brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, that is not hard to disprove from the Scripture, but let me go on, because something else is mentioned here in the teachings of the prophet Joseph Smith by Joseph Fielding Smith from page 357. He says about this supposed event that the contention in heaven was, Jesus said there would be certain souls that would not be saved. And the devil said he could save them all and laid his plans for the great council who gave their vote in favor of Jesus Christ. Now, folks, reading between the lines here, you've got to see that the script here favors Lucifer, according to this. That he wanted to save everybody, but Jesus didn't. And uh, the bottom line is this. How can Jesus be a spirit brother of Lucifer when Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 tells us that Christ created all things? And if Christ created all things, then Lucifer was created by Christ. We would like to thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth. And we would also like to offer a free book about the content you just heard on Mormon doctrines in light of the Bible. To receive this free book, please contact the office at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. You can give them a call at 208-888-4545. That's 208-4545. The offices are open Tuesday through Friday. To hear more great messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also follow us on Facebook. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services. Our Sunday school begins at 9.30 with the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. We also have great kids programs on Wednesday nights. At 7 o'clock, we've got the Master's Club, which runs during the school year. And at the same time, we have a Bible study for the adults in the main auditorium. With specialized classes and programs for all ages, as well as wonderful nurseries for the youngsters, Treasure Valley Baptist Church has a place for everyone. And don't forget about our vibrant programs for the teens and our college and career group. We hope to see you soon.